Good morning and happy Thursday. Welcome back to another live episode of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. This one, we're calling it In the Ring. No specific topic chosen, but I know this. Bets will be settled, updates will be given, and this conversation will go wherever it wants. We're 107 days out from 80s Wrestling Con 4. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm joined by a giant among men. Tommy Fierro, Tommy, how, how was your week, brother? Well, it, it started off great on uh, Saturday night where uh, I believe I called you specifically when the game ended. Did I or did I not? My my phone may have rang the, the second the game ended, yes. <laughs> all, all kidding aside, it was an awesome game. Very competitive, very exciting. Uh, hats off to the Minnesota Vikings. They played a tremendous game, had a tremendous season, are a tremendous football team. So I, I thought that you probably, everyone probably thought I was going to come on here and start going crazy on you, but no. Uh, I'm very, very grateful for the game, uh, the win. Uh, I think that both teams had a tremendous game. And uh, crossing my fingers that the New York Giants can keep that momentum going this Saturday night. Uh, when they take on – oh, I'm sorry, the game was on Sunday last week, not Saturday, but uh, this Saturday night they're playing, uh, they're playing the 8:15 evening game against the uh, their rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. So very excited for the game come Saturday night. Tommy, I, I'm very happy for you. The, the game itself was a little bit of a heartbreaker here in Minnesota. I've got my issues with some of the play calling and things of that nature, but at the end of the day – your Giants beat whoa, 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 whoa. us. So congratulations. What play calling? What, 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 what play didn't go your way? Here, here, you know, you could nitpick every play of a pro football game. But on the last possession of the Minnesota Vikings, last attempt, really, to keep the game alive, we needed nine yards for a first down. And for whatever reason, we decided it would be a good idea to throw a route and a pass to a guy who ran a four-yard route. So when you need nine yards, why are you throwing it four yards? I don't understand that. I felt okay, like so, so I felt like it was a so questionable decision. That, okay, so questionable. It wasn't a a referee decision. You're talking about your own no. coach's decision. No, it was it was either the coach's call or it was uh, our quarterback cousin's decision. Rather than go for nine yards, which we need, let's go for a four-yard pass and see what happens. I just I didn't understand that last play call on our end. Nothing the Giants did. Nothing that you guys did. Nothing the refs did. I was questioning our okay. own decision there. Okay, and I, I listen, I know we have callers on hold. We're going to get to them. It, it's, it's anything goes Thursday here. This week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. You can talk about any topic you want. If you want to talk about old wrestling merchandise, a specific angle from the 80s, Saturday night's main event, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, Wrestling Challenge, Superstars of Wrestling, anything. We could talk about anything today here on the podcast, but I have to get something out of the way first before we start today's episode. Now, I know we had a bet last week, Jeff and Jay. Yeah, and we, we to did. Refresh everyone's memory, and to re- refresh everyone's memory, uh, the, the bet was if I lost, I would have to be the uh, Tommy Sheik, the entire episode today of 80s Wrestling the Podcast, and obviously I'm talking in my regular voice, so that didn't happen, uh, which means <laughs> I won the bet, which means yes. right now 
We're like everyone to do at home. Please rise while you listen to this podcast. Please stand real quick. I'll, I'll give everyone a an extra second. Please, please rise and please respect the singing of the Soviet national anthem. Go ahead, Jay. Take it over. All right. Let me let me back up from the microphone so I don't hurt the listeners. But uh, yeah, here here we go. <clears throat> Now, I don't. How did it sound on your end? You know what it sounded like on my end? It sounded like it was fucking pre-recorded. Which means I want to hear you do it live right now on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Because, brother, you have nothing on uh, on, uh, on some of these lip syncers out there, brother. Come on, let's hear it. Ah, all right. I'll, I'll I, go I, one I question. I question whether that is even you. You have a very you deep voice there. You you questioned if that was me. All right, all right. Your voice go. got very very deep. It, it went, your right, voice get deeper when you turn Russian. Yeah, absolutely. Your voice changes when you do the Iron Sheik impression. Why can't mine change when I do the Nikolai Volkov impression? Well, listen, but, just, uh, just to give, just to, listen, just to, just to make everyone feel better and easier at home. Let's do it again. Let's do it live this time. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it live. Uh, here, here we go. What? Hang on. Yeah, we're having a little technical difficulties here. So I did cue up the music with just the instrumental background, but it's not playing. So not only are you going to get it live, but you're also going to get it a cappella, which that's a real that's shame. The only, that's the only way I want it. That's the only way I want well, it. I thought at least I could hide behind the trumpets and, and the trombones, but we'll do it uh, a cappella here. So once again, you want me to, hum, you want me to that, hum it for you? You want me to hum it yeah, for you? Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, once again, yes, I okay. ask all the listeners to please rise and respect my singing of the Soviet national and oh here comes the music here we go <clears throat> yeah it's music kind of petering out that's that's enough i thought that was pretty good Listen, that that first recording was definitely not you. Uh, so you you tried to pull it over on me. That's not that's not cool. But uh, uh, yeah, the, the second first one was recording you. The first time around was Nikolai Volkov. You are right. That was him singing the Soviet Union national anthem. Um, and I feel bad now because now that I put my version right up next to his, I mean, I don't. You don't have to tell me which one was better, but I think we all know. I, I think so, too. But uh, anyway, I know we had a, a busy episode today on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Give us a call. We're talking about anything today you want to talk about. The call number is 516-595-8295. Once again, 516-595-8295. I think we should jump out to the Wrestling Collector Hotline, Jay. I think we should, and we should have actually answered this first call about – 45 seconds ago because this gentleman should have been singing duet with me on this one we're talking about firefighter brian who picked the vikings by the way brian good morning sir 
Yes, you know, I was telling Tommy, I was ready for a crucifixion this morning. Before, <laughs> before we get... Before we get to that, however, you know, listen, first things first, you know, rest in paradise, Jay Briscoe. Uh, terrible yeah, news. Absolutely. Coming, absolutely. Come, come, oh, God, just heartbreaking news coming out of Tuesday night. And, you know, the uh, the, the whole thing is just so uh, – you talk about the stars aligning. This is the complete opposite for this mm-hmm. poor family. And um, – you know, and I, I just, on a positive note, I, I, I want to remember Jay Briscoe, the rest of I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I love the Briscoes. And um, if I had to explain the Briscoes to somebody um, who goes back to wrestling as far as we do, who doesn't watch it anymore, I would say if the Bushwhackers kept everything, the gimmick, the persona, the mic work, the hand, the hand gestures, everything, but wrestled the way they did when they were the sheep herders, they would be the Briscoes. Mm. Um, the Briscoes would, and I think that's why they appealed to everybody, both in and out of the business, because they were themselves. It always said the best gimmicks are when the wrestlers live their gimmicks. No, the best gimmicks are when the wrestlers are their gimmicks. And from what I hear, that's exactly who the Briscoes are. That's who they are in real life. And they were a fun team to to cheer for, and um, they, uh, I mean, they're 38 years old. It's just, uh, you know, one of my guys in the fire department died in the line of duty at 38 last, last summer. So I, it's just heartbreaking. So, um, but uh, I do think, you know, hey, they're the first ever Ring of Honor Hall of Famers, and I think they are borderline, at worst, borderline for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. They did so much for the tag team scene in a time when tag team wrestling was, well, what tag team wrestling? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, wrestling, I know this is an 80s podcast, but like last week, you had to die. No, we're talking about today. anything. We're talking about anything today, man. We're talking about anything. Hey, hey, you know what, Tommy? I think that. Yeah, I think that's a great, you know what, I was really hoping you guys would do one of these, and maybe uh, this is something to do, you know, a few times a year every now and then. So we can just talk about, you know, stuff that there's not enough material to uh, to do a whole show on mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, whatever's on your mind. But I'll just uh, – so let's uh, – so God bless uh, Jay wherever he is. And uh, as far – okay, as far as the Vikings go, listen, I take full ownership. I thought your team could take the Giants. But here's the thing. This has nothing to do with karma. First of all, your defense was completely garbage. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. What defense? Yep. Your defense didn't show up. And what the hell? I, I was telling Tommy, what the hell was uh, Cousins doing on, uh, short of the sticks on fourth down? So that's why I hear what you're saying with the play calling. But I, I'll just say this to you, Tommy. Jay, would you agree with this? If the Giants beat the Eagles uh, Sunday, that it's their conference to lose or maybe even the Super Bowl lose? Listen, when when Tommy called me immediately after the Vikings game, I told him I'm now I'm backing the Giants, so I am on the Giants bandwagon wow. from this point out. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you all real quickly. Also, I want to mention, um, you know, I, being a promoter on the East Coast, you know, uh, the Briscoes, you know, they they carved away from from this area and made huge names for themselves and also like you said were a huge part of tag team wrestling when there wasn't that much emphasis on it in, in you know the last decade or so 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know them personally. Our, our, our paths never really crossed. We might have met once. Uh, but obviously reading uh, all everyone's, um, you know, memories and tweets and, and comments about his passing, I, I know one thing that he was uh, an incredible father and a husband, and he was a family man. And, and yeah, man, he uh, – I respected his uh, and his brother, their, their, their craft of work very, very much. And it's a unbelievable tragedy. And it also goes to show you just how precious life is and how things can change in a split second. So uh, for anyone out there, you know, just remember that and go out of your way to tell someone you love them and take a picture with them. And you never know when, uh, when our time is, you know, unfortunately it may his family rest, uh, may his family, uh, we send them all our prayers and condolences, and, and, and may he, he rest in peace and uh, unbelievable tragedy. And again, like you said, one of the the, the greatest tag teams uh, ever, not just uh, from this era, or the era before that. Uh, absolutely, you know, uh, Tommy, my uh, my grandmother, may she rest in peace. But the uh, the quote I always say the most from her: "We're here today. Who knows what tomorrow?" And it really is. Uh, crazy and um yeah absolutely listen there's a last time for everything and you don't know when that last time is so enjoy every day and you know try to make uh the best with the people important to you as possible and uh you know and, and i'll just say with the tag team with the, the uh you know they always they've even said in interviews the tag team that they'd like to take on is the Uzos. that would have been an interesting match mm-hmm. um i will say the um the, the, the two teams that are really responsible for keeping tag team wrestling alive in a time when it was in the to- in the toilet deep in the toilet the, the and those are, these are two two teams that are borderline observer hall of famers and they of course are the Briscoes and the uh, and the Young Bucks and, and keep in mind when the Briscoes came on the scene of all the names in the world they pick a name that's already been used before they just put an E on the back of it. Okay, and yet they had their own identity. You know, these guys were, it's a sin how overlooked they are in terms of talent and, uh, you know, how, just how great they were. And, um, and I'll just, uh, you know, end, end with this. You know, I, I, uh, every once in a while I try to put a bow on something we talk about uh, the previous week, if I think it's important enough. And, you know, the big event, the main event, I was talking about the Hogan, Orndorff feud, and that's one of my all-time favorite feuds, and um, I think it's the best of Hogan's career, and I know that's saying a lot, okay? Um, the thing is, you got to remember, it's a sin how um, forgotten about and maybe even unknown about that feud is because that feud gave PWI the idea for feud of the year. Hmm. That's the one that did it. So it's a very important feud, and... Um, and yeah, that's uh, so that's basically all I got for this week. I'm sure you got other callers, guys. Always a pleasure with you guys and uh, Tommy. Uh, good luck this Sunday, and I will uh, talk to you guys next week. All right, brother. Thank all you right. so much, man. Thank you, guys. God bless. Man, you must be loving this show, Tommy. We're talking about your New York Giants. We're talking about your favorite feud of all time. Could it get any better on your end of the microphone this morning? It depends on who the next caller is. The, the next caller? 
you, I guarantee is going to bring something you're going to love to talk about. We're going all the way out to the West Coast to Chico, California to check in with babyface Brian. Brian, good morning. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Tommy. Hey, uh, I got to let you know. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, My squad is uh, still in the game as well. I got uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers that I've been rooting for since uh, about 1980 or so when I started getting into football. So uh, I've got good good feelings about them. They're taking on division rivals for me, the Cowboys. So, uh, yeah, I'll be be a 49er fan this year for sure. Well, that and, uh, you know, the heel of the show, Actually, Total you know Tom, is secretly a, a Cowboys fan, which makes sense. So, you Listen, know, it's, I, uh, <laughs> I, I take I take it back. I, I, I hate to root against you, uh, Brian, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to take the Cowboys because I want to see the Giants upset the Eagles and then win the division title. The uh, the N- uh, the uh, NFC title, the conference from, uh, title from the Cowboys. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that so, would be good. That would be great fantasy booking uh, for us, Jay. Imagine that. You had the underdog Giants squeak into the playoffs, knock knock off uh, the Vikings, which is a which was a great team this year. Knock off the Eagles and then knock off the Cowboys. Uh, you got. There's a lot of good storylines. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping, of course, <laughs> that my squad can get it done. But uh, another Anyhow, cool thing. We're, we're talking uh, about wrestling, not football, man. So what, what do you got for us today? So what I got is uh, uh, Toto Tom gave me a heads up. But uh, when I counted the episodes, this is actually episode number 99. So uh, uh, the Jason Huza episode is listed twice. So next week we got big 100. And hang on, on a second. I got uh, somebody channeled here to, to go over it. Hang, hang on. Oh, wow. Two. Two years is a long time to do a podcast. I am here. Look at me when I talk to you. I am here for two reasons. <laughs> to, to challenge you for a world championship match in WrestleMania. That's good. And to <laughs> congratulate you on 99 episodes of Eddie Wrestling, the podcast. Next week we do 100. All right. Thanks, wow, thanks Andre. Anyway. That, that's yeah, really yeah. good. And, I, I will be honest with you. You're right. We are we are flirting with 100. Uh, we've scheduled our 100th episode celebration to take place on February 9th. It gives us some time to maybe get some special guests and some special things lined up. Uh, but you are right. We are kayfabing 100, uh, probably next episode, but our celebration will be February 9th. Is that right, Tommy? Do I have my information correct? Well, listen, we thought, well, we thought we said that day because we thought today was episode 97. But I know Babyface Brian. He he does his he does his homework. Checker. Trust me, because I see him. Listen, I see him every day on his his uh, Twitter page. And if you're not following him, it's '80s Wrestling under uh, '80s Wrestling Fan underscore correct. Or just '80s Wrestling. Uh, fan? I believe it's uh, 80, 80 underscore wrestling. Uh, so at eighty underscore wrestling, and uh, yeah, you can you can check it out for. Uh, some cool action figures, LJNs, whatnot, and uh, I, I've been doing a poll every day since about May. So, uh, so, so Tom, are you are you saying we're bumping first? up the celebration? We have to because he, like I said, he 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 fact checks everything. So if he's saying it's ninety nine, I don't want to wait till February ninth. If, if oh, next week's a hundred, brother, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a party next uh, next Thursday. 
Dude, I like I like the way this. When Andre the Giant says celebrate, you you celebrate. When he says dance, you start Absolutely. moving your feet. Well, I, I, the I, connection I wasn't good. I, I feel like I, it it wasn't the best connection with him. I but uh, you know it still sounded similar. You know. So anyway, uh, also wanted to uh, say how excited I am about '80s Wrestling Con. I'm I'm making an honest attempt to get out of here from uh, San Francisco Airport as a, a one way instead of. Uh, going through Sacramento, I'd have to like lay over in LA for four hours. So I'm, uh, I'm nice, trying to man. talk my best friend to going with me. And, uh, if not going with me, I'll, I'll try and make it out there on my own. I would love to meet you guys in person. Uh, at least try to get six or seven, uh, autographs and photo ops and participate in as much as possible. The, uh, the eighties rest, the children of eighties wrestling, that one, uh, is also real, real interesting to me get to, uh, yeah, meet some of those folks, uh, Travis Orndorff, uh, uh, Georgia Smith, uh, the different people you got booked for the show. You, you just got a hell of a an event scheduled on the books for May 6th. So Thanks, I'm going to do my best Thanks, to get man. out and there and join you guys. You get, to, you get to check out your first ISPW show too. Yes, that night. And uh, that's looking like a hell of a card as well. So uh, very excited. And, uh, and like I say, I'm, I'm trying to make it happen, so I will I will give it an honest shot and try to be there with you guys. Tremendous Saturday. It starts at 11 a.m., if I remember right, with uh, Bret Hart, and it's probably going to go until 10.30, 11 at night with the card. But uh, are you guys going to have food oh, yeah, at the I'll, event? I'll, I'm, I'm starting the show. Actually, the, that, the show will get over probably by, I think, the, the very latest, 9.30. I'm starting the show at 6 o'clock. So um, okay. I'm starting to early, so it's not a super, super duper long day from when I mean, it doesn't have to be a long day regardless, but if I get the show up by 9, 930, that'd be perfect. So yeah, everything's going to, everything's going to blend right into each other. So to go from the convention, right to the Q and A with the kids of eighties wrestling, right into the wrestling show. And then we're going to have, uh, <clears throat> we'll have food trucks outside this time. Jay, remember last year they didn't have any food on, on, uh, in the building, but we have food trucks outside and stuff too. So it's going to be real cool. Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. And like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be there with you guys. And uh, uh, I'll I'll let some other guys get on here and talk to you. But uh, I just wanted to thank you for calling about 15 months, and I've gotten to talk to uh, Slick, Tony Atlas, Demolition, uh, mm-hmm. so many Typhoon, uh, Bushwhacker, Luke. Uh, if it wasn't for you guys, uh, you know, my Thursdays wouldn't be so special, and I wouldn't have gotten to talk to so many uh, legends and heroes from the uh, glory days, the uh, the golden era of uh, pro wrestling that we all love so much. So I really appreciate you guys and all that you do and, and bring to the table. It's uh, been a joy talking to you every week. Hell yeah, man! Same same goes for us to you. You're you're uh, you're a, a staple. Of, of this uh, broadcast, I promise you, you'll be able to talk to uh, a legend absolutely 100% this week. I'm going to be working on getting a few guys on the show. So this is our 100th episode, Jay. I want to go balls to the wall, brother. We're going to go a little longer, and we're going to have a couple guests, and we're going to have a pate, a big party, the 100th episode next Thursday of Eden's Wrestling, the podcast. I'm going to get, I'm going to get hopping Ooh. on this episode's over. I love it, man. Two years is a long time. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Hey, Take thank you, Brian. Yep, go Giants, go 49ers. Take care. Bye bye. There you go. All right, brother. So yeah, Jay, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna bump it up then because if he says it's episode 99, then 
Uh, next week, we will have, you know, our 100th episode, and I'm going to work on more than one guest for next week. So I'm going to make it special, man. I'm going to get a couple guests on, and then maybe we'll go an hour and a half if, if that's okay with you. Listen, man, you only hit 100 once, and so if you got some of your connections want to make some phone calls, I'm always up for a party here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Sorry, I was, I was already on hold yeah. with someone uh, trying to connect with them right now. Oh, like, you're already making phone calls. I love it. So we're going to keep going <laughs> was, down the I wrestling collector's problem. slam line. Next up, longtime friend of the show. Maybe since episode one, we'd have to check back on the first episode. But it's Danny from Butler. Danny, good morning and welcome to the show. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, uh, always a pleasure. Tommy, uh, congratulations on the Giants. Um, uh, for some reason, I have that feeling that, uh, you know, this is uh, kind of feeling somewhat like uh, 2007 and 2011 oh, yeah. where uh, you guys uh, um, are, you know, pretty much the underdog, but you're just carrying that momentum uh, into the playoffs. And, um, like, I tell you one thing, I know going into Philly, that's going to be tough. Uh, you know, there's nothing – you know, I know there's nothing more that you would want than probably beating the the Eagles than more than the Cowboys. But, you know, you guys got your hands wrapped up. But I, you know, mm-hmm. I just have that feeling that this game is gonna um, is gonna come down to the to the wire. And I think you guys have a legitimate shot of uh, you know going in there and uh, shutting up those uh, those horrible rotten Philly fans. Horrible rotten. Hey man, it's funny that you say that because I, this this run they had this year. I'm actually, because I looked through it twice, the 2007 and 2011, like, they came in, they squeaked in both times, and they were the underdogs every game, and they, they got right to the, the Super Bowl. So I feel, living through that twice already, I feel that same momentum uh, that, that comes from behind. You're getting hot once you get in the playoffs and win a game. And once the playoffs come on, man, anyone, anyone can win any given game. And uh, if Giants can win two more, man, they're in the Super Bowl. But either way, uh, the Giants fans and the team and the coaches, everyone are huge winners because no one predicted them to be in it uh, to begin with. So uh, it's, it's a win-win for us. Yeah, listen, a hundred percent. Yeah, you 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 know you found you found yourself a coach. You found that you have a, a franchise quarterback. So whatever happens from here is uh, icing on the cake uh, moving forward. Uh, you got a lot to look forward to. Um, on topic, um, you know, you guys, were, you know, we're calling in the ring. And, you know, I like, you know, the the episodes, you know, from leading from New Year's to now, you know, we've talked about, you know, the, you know, you had guys had the episode going back from, uh, you know, 19, you know, the year 1987, you followed that up with uh, the Savage Steamboat feud and, um, you know, the big event. So, you know, one thing I want to talk about is, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to go off topic, but a little bit, you know, just looking at the, the product today and, you know, one one superstar that I'm, I've totally, you know, took a liking to, and I, he has a tremendous momentum now is Gunther. Why? I have no idea. He just reminds me of that classic bad guy that, you know, from Nintendo that you get to the last, the last scene, you know, the last master. And that that's your last master right there. He has that old school look and, you know, you look at the current run he has right now, with the IC title, the Intercontinental Championship, uh, going, you know, seven months plus now, you know, why not talking about the honky-tonk man's reign? 
as the Intercontinental Championship. You know, I got to, you know, you know, I got to give him his credit. I don't think he's talked about enough. You know, even as a, you know, the chicken shit heel that he was, he was a great champion. You know, I look at the reign he had, you know, how he got to that point. Um, I just, I think he fell into it by accident. He was a, you know, he took advantage of an opportunity that was given to him and he ran with it. He didn't look back. And you look at, you know, you just look at like, the title runs that we've had lately. Like, you know, you've seen Demolition's historic run breaking, broken by New Day. Then now you have the Usos that uh, shattered that. You know, you have Roman Reigns on his historic run. And, I, you know, I just get that feeling that Gunther is going to have that run where, you know, that he might actually break Honky Tonk Man's record. Will it happen? We don't know. But you just ha- you have that guy there that they're pushing and he's definitely brought back the prestige of that, you know, that secondary title, that workhorse title. And, you know, you think back, you know, what, you know when Honky Tonk Man had, he did, was he the greatest performer, in-ring performer? No, but one thing he knew how to do was entertain. He knew how to get heat from the fans. And he definitely drew tickets because everybody wanted to see him. And when you have all those factors, you know, that right there, you know, equates what a great champion should be. And you, I got to give him credit, you know, to this day, you know, 35 years, 36 years and counting maybe that his uh, historic reign has uh, still stood the test of time. Yeah, listen. Jay, you're here's, no, I listen. I, I like to give you first chance at at follow up, and then if it's silent for a little bit, then I jump in. And I will tell you this: I agree with Danny from Butler that they are finally trying to elevate the Intercontinental Championship once again. For far too long, the belts are used just as trinkets or or props, and they don't really mean anything unless you have a guy that the audience can believe in hold the title for a significant amount of time. And I feel that is what they are doing. I don't know if it's Triple H's decision to try to bring back some of the prestige of the titles, but I think with Gunther's current run with the IC belt, they're using him and his character to re-elevate that championship, which used to be the workhorse title, used to be the title that performers wanted, and it used to also mean something in the eyes of the fan, and it wasn't just a trinket or a prop. And so I am very happy with what they're doing with his character currently. Yeah, and I also I also like the fact that he's holding the belt for so long. The same thing with, with Roman, uh, how he's had the belt for so long. Like, back in the day, man, uh, title changes meant something because, you know, with the Intercontinental Championship, you know, change once a year, maybe twice a year. Uh, look at Hogan who was a champ for years, and you know, Bruno was a champ for years. And I just, I think that the longer someone holds the title, the more prestige it gives that title. And then, eventually, when that next guy wins that title, it means more elevates him and the title because the former champion was champion for so long. So I, I, I'm a big fan of the guys holding the belts for a long time. I'm happy to see that back and. Yeah, he he he's he's something. Uh, he's he's he could be special. He he reminds me of uh, you know an, an old school you know uh, hill from back in the day, and he's you know he's he's definitely got something different than, than other people do. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where his career goes in WWE this year. 
A hundred percent. You know, um, like I said, it's uh, it's something refreshing. It's a new look. And um, like I said, you you I, I when you we bring up the IC title, you know, I think there's a you know you look at the title, you look at all the great people that held it. You know, it's something that you know to me, I thought that title was just as important and more important than the than the world title, just uh, by the you know quality of superstars and the work that they put in that you know made that title so uh so coveted and prestigious um you know and uh you know also by the way listen i'm telling you it's going to be cody rhodes the royal rumble winner he's going to wrestlemania and he's finally going to end the streak of the tribal chief i'm you know i don't think that's such a far-fetched prediction but i think we've been talking about this since last year I think it's going to happen. I'm going to leave you guys uh, with the rest of your callers. You guys have a tremendous weekend. Tommy, good luck on them Giants. Go into Philly, and let's, uh, you know, like I said, let's show Philly who's boss. New York, that they're just, Philly's just that secondary city. No, not, nothing's like New York. <laughs> All right, brother. Smart guy. Listen. Uh, he either loves you and the show, or he really does not like the Philly fans. It's, it's either one or the other. <laughs> hey, it could be it could be a combination of the both. It could be know? a combination uh, of both. I do like his prediction there at the end, though. I do think Cody Rhodes is poised for his comeback, and I do think that he will be wearing championship gold before he uh, retires for good. Yeah, man. Hey, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, Dad. Just this morning, I posted on uh, the Wrestling Collector. Uh, Instagram page and Facebook page. We uh, we redid the story yesterday. Uh, you know what? It's it, it on looks, my uh, it's on my show different. notes. It's on my show notes to ask you because I did notice. Yeah. So uh, we we we, we uh, new year. So we have to make it fresh and new looking in the store. So if you follow the store on social media, you have to check out the pictures. It's uh, on Instagram, the Wrestling Collector Store, and then if it's on Facebook, it is the Wrestling Collector LLC. And uh, we did some upgrades, and uh, I had to make I had to make room for when you come in, in May, Jay, because you're a big man. So I wanted to make sure that you can navigate through the store the proper way. So I made some uh, I made some openings for you. Well, I would I will tell you this. I noticed. I made a note of it. It looks very nice. You got some very nice uh, display racks and stuff in your store to to properly display what you have. Uh, lots of wrestling figures, Hasbro, so many LJNs still on card. So I don't know where you, who you found those or what truck those fell off of uh, and kind of got la- locked in a time capsule until <laughs> they made their way to your store. But the picture is very impressive. I cannot wait uh, until I step foot inside the wrestling collector once again uh, this May. But, yeah, it looks great online, buddy. Thank you, sir. And anyone out there that lives in the New Jersey area, we are actually having a Royal Rumble party uh, next Saturday, January the 28th, with WWE Hall of Famer and one of the first two men ever in the ring at the first Royal Rumble, Tito Santana. It's going to be 50 bucks, Jay. For 50 bucks, you're going to get an hour Q&A with Tito. You're going to get an autographed picture, a photo with him. There's going to be pizza and uh, soda, water, and snacks, as uh, some regulars like here. And uh, you can be able to watch the Royal Rumble with Tito Santana. It's going to be really cool. Is uh, Mama Fierro's potato salad part of the snacks, or does that cost extra? Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. <laughs> Speaking of kayfabe, 
uh, our ratings might be about to kayfabe go through the roof because we got one last caller who's waiting on hold right now. So we're going to answer that call. Tommy, you know what time it is. It's time for Total with Tom. Good morning, sir. He, he recorded my singing, Tommy. I like this. It's, 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 he's he's going to release it. It's going to go number one on the charts. Sounded better Tom, than me. That wasn't, even, that wasn't even real Russian. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I want to start today off by putting everyone on notice who is entering the LaGreca Lean Contest this Friday, or tomorrow night, rather, at Germantown. Shit going down on Germantown Road, Winter Warfare, tomorrow night, LaGreca Lean Contest. Total Thomas entered it and has vowed to win it. I will win this contest, or I promise I will never step foot in West Milford, New Jersey, again. Well, there you have it, Jumpin' Jay. Breaking news, yes, tomorrow. We're just about to talk about it. I guess it's a good segue, and we'll get right back. We'll circle it right back to you, Tom. Tomorrow night, Jay, ISPW's first show of 2023 is going to be in West Milford, New Jersey, which is only about 15 minutes from where the shop is. It's going to be at St. Joseph's Church Parish Hall on Germantown Road in West Milford. And one of the features tomorrow is going to be the LaGreca Lean Contest. Dave LaGreca, the host of Sirius XM's Busted Open, uh, he will be doing the LaGreca Lean Contest. I, I will announce this, uh, Tom. Uh, this is breaking news. Also entering, or I'm, I'm twisting her arm, and hopefully she's going to enter, is going to be his wife. She will be there tomorrow night as well. So I'm hoping to get her in the contest. But the main event, Jumpin' Jay, a double title match. It's a mixed tag. It's going to be Bull James teaming with Tina San Antonio, managed by Maven, against the Samoan Storm Opa Jr. and Vicious Vicky, uh, both Bulls' ISW heavyweight title and Vicious Vicky's women's title are on the line. Mixed tag team match. Uh, also, Rick Recon, the King of Rock, will face maybe his biggest challenge yet when he takes on Enzo Amore, the real one tomorrow night at ISPW. Seven action-packed matches. It's going to be a really good show. Uh, fun show to kick off 2023. And, uh, yeah, if you're in the area, definitely stop over. It is in St. Joseph's Church Hall in West Milford, New Jersey, Germantown Road. Tickets are available now on 80s. Oh, not 80s. Uh, ISPW. I have so many different websites. Uh, total time I can't keep up. Tickets are available at ISPWWrestling.com. Now, circling back to you, Toto with Tom, first show of 2023 tomorrow. You are a regular ISPW fan. What are you looking forward to seeing the most tomorrow besides the McGregor Lean Contest? This, the tag team match, which has had a, a well, Recon, two matches. Recon against uh, the real one and the tag team match, the Knicks tag team match, which is basically – um, the last match musicals match. Um, and the reason being is that there's been some good buildup to it. I mean, if you've been on social media, if you go on to uh, Facebook or if you go on to Maven's Instagram, there have been some what I would like to call vignettes that have been done with Bull James and Maven that have been, you know, uh, very entertaining and promoting the match for tomorrow. It's old school, yeah. which I like. 
It's actually, on, it's actually on the ISPW Instagram, too, so anyone out there that wants to see it, just go on the ISPW Wrestling on Instagram, ISPW Wrestling. Two vignettes with Maven and uh, Bull James are excellent. Uh, Jay, definitely check them out when you get off the episode today. There's I've also seen them, my uh, friend. Stuff. They're very well done. Yeah. There's also cross-promotion going on with other outlets um, that aren't, officially affiliated with ISPW. I recently saw real one at a, uh, a meet and greet signing and the topic came up of his match with Rick Recon and they were promoting winter warfare. I always like seeing when there's cross promotion going on in this industry, um, other podcasts mentioning it. I've seen vicious Vicky on other podcasts promoting. It's always great to see that, but those are the two matches I'm looking forward to the most as well as, uh, you know, Violetta, that's Dave's wife. She's going to be in the LaGreca lean contest. I really hope that, uh, you know, there's no nepotism uh, in this judging. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, more breaking news. This is a huge announcement. You ready? Tom has ready. been named the uh, – total with Tom has been named the official WrestleMania correspondent for 80s Wrestling, the podcast. I will be out there the Wednesday before 80s Wrestling podcast. My flight arrives in the afternoon on Wednesday, so I'll be up uh, babyface Brian time Thursday morning to do, uh, 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 first of all, just to give you a state of the address as to what's happening at WrestleMania. I'm booked for the entire weekend. I have Hall of Fame seats. I have SmackDown. I have NXT both nights of WrestleMania, Raw, plus all the other independent shows that are happening that day. And I'm also at the Biltmore Hotel, which is where the WrestleCon will be taking place downstairs. So if I can get any, uh, you know, bit of information from those events, I will definitely pass it along. And I'm looking forward to that uh, a few months down the road. January 28th, I can't wait to see your store, Tommy. It looks wonderful online. I don't know how you did it, but it looks tremendous, beautiful. Thank um, you, man. There seems to be a, yeah, there seems to be a lot more walking area space for the customers, and the, the, the WrestleFest has now been moved over to the side. I look forward to playing that. Maybe you and I can get into a, uh, a match. So definitely a lot of things going on with ISPW to start off the new year. I want to give props to Babyface Brian. That was a tremendous rendition of Andre the Giant. I don't think that both of you reacted the way I did. I really popped for it. I thought he did a wonderful job. And I also would like to set up a bet. 49ers, Cowboys this week. Now, I've been a fan uh, since, for the Cowboys since the 70s, so I've been through everything with the 49ers. I hate them as much as I hate any team in the NFL. Call back. And he wants to get on the air and figure out what we're going to bet on. I'm open to it. How about loser leaves? Loser leaves. Uh, loser leaves. He's uh, on the podcast. We're good. How about that? Well, actually, you know that that is interesting. We could do something for '80s WrestleCon May 6th with the Men in Arena if he is able to make the trip up, which I'm I'm happy to hear by the way. Um, if he is able to make the trip up, maybe the bet can be settled then, whatever the bet may be. 
We got so we have three rounds of boxing during the convention. You and you and Big Face <laughs> Brian. How about that, Jay? Three rounds of boxing. The ring will be set up for the convention. We'll have the boxing match right in the ring. Well, listen, I, I we have Babyface Brian on the line, and so we can we can talk this out. We can square it up right now. Babyface Brian, obviously, you listened. You heard uh, Totowa Tom's challenge being issued. I'll let you have the mic, sir. Well, I would I would never want to face Totowa Tom in the ring. I'm a I'm a small guy. I would. Uh, I would cower and uh, and run like uh, Bobby Heenan or Jimmy Hart in that situation. However, uh, I could see buying a starter cap of ugh, the Dallas Cowboys and wearing it for a photo op at uh, '80s Wrestling Con, and if I and then giving it to Tom if the Cowboys win, and uh, vice versa if he wanted to wear a 49ers hat in a photo op with me. Uh, and then I would take it home with me. Uh, that would work. And uh, if some something happens and I can't make it there, then uh, I, I would gladly mail it to him with a photo of me wearing the uh, Cowboys hat. If something like that works. But but yeah, I'd rather tag with Tom than than face for sure. <laughs> I love it. There I you go. It. Accepted. All right, you you heard it here first. Babyface Brian against Totowa Tom in the starter cap rivalry. 49ers Cowboys. Yeah, not not only that, but on the on the inside of the rim, I would I would even go so far as to write all hail the Cowboys and uh Babyface Brian so that if he pulled it and and looked inside the cap it would say that and uh Ooh. you know you know so it wouldn't show on the outside, but it'll be there. So uh, that's how confident I am in Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers' number one defense. We'll see what happens. I see. I think All right, man. Well, I think it's good luck to both of yeah. you this weekend. Is there awesome. a chance that Face Brian makes it May 6th that he could have his own team and I can have my own team and we can go head-to-head in family feud? I don't know if you have maybe your own teams, but I could definitely make sure that you guys are two guys – that are playing the game on opposite sides. I might have uh, I might have two wrestlers lead the charge in that family feud. Uh, the creative for that still getting uh, taken care of, but yeah, I'll definitely got you guys in there to be participants on it for sure. Awesome. Does that sound good, Brian? Looking. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to uh, man. I I really want this because I'm so looking forward to just meeting all you guys, Danny, Tom, Jay, Tommy, uh, just. Like I say, I, I can't can't thank you enough for everything and, and say how excited it would it, it exciting it would be just to shake your hands and and see you guys in person. So, thank you so much. Awesome guys, have a great weekend and good luck to both of you. Total time out. Well, look at that. You, you open up the the conversation to go wherever the conversation wants, and it leads to a head-on-head challenge from two longtime callers, Tommy. I love it. And our, our next caller is another longtime caller, and uh, he is from Canada, and his country is so much better than ours. And uh, and also, uh, I, I'm sending him something today that I uh, forgot the other day. So, brother, while you're on hold, that's coming your way today, and it's a secret day. It's it's not it's not a bonus. If you think he's getting to the uh, the year end bonus, but uh, I'd love to get him to 80s Wrestling Con come May the sixth, and I'll tell you what, if he does, if he comes, I will give him a free ticket to get in. 
because he's Canada's greatest caller. David, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. What's up, man? Give it one second there, Tommy. It must be something with the international connection, but it's just giving me the little spinning wheel uh, as I go to unmute him. And so we'll give it a second to populate back through here. And as soon as I see the little green light come on, we'll reintroduce him. But uh, you're, when you say you're sending him something secret, does, does he know what's coming or it's you're just not telling me? Who is it a secret from? Yeah, you know, he, he knows what's coming, but it's going to be our little secret. We'll never, we'll never reveal it. But the, uh, the secret wire is coming over to Canada today. So even if he chooses with, 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 uh, with, with, to reveal with, with, it. With a, with a free pass to 80s wrestling con if he wants to come. Well, his call just dropped, so I'm hoping uh, that he gives us a ring back. But you have me very interested in what you would be secretly sending over our nation's border uh, without sharing uh, for the rest of it. I don't know if I can ask any more questions because I don't want to be involved in whatever activity uh, is taking place. But uh, if if, if we can get a connection with him, I'm just going to leave it between you two. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's really nothing big. It's a well. You, you have to look. Between me and him. Well, well, we'll see if we can get a connection established. Otherwise, uh, we'll move on. But I will tell you this: not only did I notice uh, that you rearranged the wrestling collector, and like Toto and Tom said, there appears to me be some more room uh, to maneuver because you have. For those of you that have never been to his store or even seen it online, the amount of merchandise that you get, Tommy, is kind of mind-boggling. Um, and I don't know where you get it from. I don't know how you get it all. But I would love to know, is there a piece of merchandise that has recently walked through your door that you personally got very excited about? I would say, I would say all, these, um, all these LJNs. I got about, I'd say about 30 LJNs on the card right now, brand new. Uh, so we got, a lot, we got a lot of those. And they're awesome to look at. You don't even want to sell Listen, them. With, without, giving, without giving anything away. Can you just tell me, did these come from like one private collector or did, how, like, because you have a ton of on-card LJNs and if you search eBay, they come up every once in a while, but they're onesies, twosies, you have a stockpile of them. Did it come from one collector or did you have to reach out to multiple sources? No, it was multiple sources, but uh, that's not even the, now that you said the most exciting part that's been in the, that's coming in the store and it's something really important is coming really special, but I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm even going to sell it to be honest with you, because I got in a WrestleMania 15 chair, Jay. Now it, it's, it's sentimental to me to begin with, because I was actually in WrestleMania 15. I was dressed as one of the police officers hey, hey, and I wrestled the that big door. show. Somebody shut that door before <laughs> you drive off. Yeah. But anyhow, <laughs> This chair, my man, is signed by Stone Cold Steve Austin with what? an inscription that says, listen, with an inscription that says number two for his second WrestleMania main event. So I do not think I will be selling this. I've already had uh, a few people call the store off me a thousand bucks for it, and I politely turned them down. Uh, like the Million Dollar Man says, I mean, everyone's got a price, but uh, for that price, it, it wasn't going anywhere. But yeah, I have a wrestlemania 15 chair signed by stone cold steve austin inscribed number two on it so is this the chair because you did a really cool uh video on the store's instagram where you hear stone cold steve austin's glass shatter some music plays and you kind of give a virtual tour of the store but it opens up on uh this autographed chair is that the chair you're talking about 
that's the chair, yeah. And then if you look that's at awesome, the store yeah. there, you could you could tell the store uh, that was a before. I took that video on purpose. That was a before uh, video, uh, and after now it looks a lot different. You can go to like, the Instagram page and check out all the pictures of the store. But yeah, man, uh, try to make it some more room room in here for when we do our signings. And then also, uh, I think we're gonna start doing more of the uh, watch along. Uh, pay-per-views uh, because it seems that people are excited about that. And, uh, you know, we're also going to try and do more uh, parties this year in the in the back area of the store, which we do our signings at, you know, whether it's a birthday party or if someone wants to have a, you know, a private uh, pay-per-view watch party uh, or, you know, a bachelor party, whatever, whatever it is, we're going to make the store more spacious so we can uh, use it as a, it's like a party room, too, for anyone that wants to have a wrestling-related type of party that might live in the area. Well, that is very exciting news, Tommy. What else is exciting is uh, I think we've stopped talking about Canada and what you're sending them long enough that the Mounties dropped uh, their defenses here because I think we are live connected with David from Canada. David, welcome to the show. Hey, hey guys. How you doing? I don't know what happened there. Hey, hey, Hey David, you, you you got you got off, and, and Jay was prying me. See when I was sending you over, it's a, it's a little funny joke between me and uh, me and David. But I he, I am sending that to you today, 100 percent, because I forgot yeah. to send it the other day. David, what you said you didn't know what happened. What happened was Tommy started talking about how he's sending a secret passage or package across the border, <laughs> and all of a sudden your call got disconnected. I don't think it was coincidence. Uh, so prob- probably uh, the border guards or CSIS or the RCMP, somebody, somebody coming after me. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question real quick, David. When, when, um, All right, sir. when United States wrestlers go to Canada to wrestle, is there a process? I don't know if you know the answer. I mean, I, I know people have done it before, so I can find out. Is there a certain process you need in general uh, from going into United States to Canada when you're driving through? Uh, like, no, I mean, it depends. If you're getting paid to do something, or if you're being honest about getting paid to do something, uh, there's like a specific process for that. There's like a visa that you'd have to get, like a work visa or a temporary work visa. But otherwise, you know, it's just here's my passport. And, you know, as long as everything checks out, you go across. And usually, obviously, it depends on the guard, like the customs officer you have and how much trouble they want to give you. But usually it's no issue. I mean, I, I go to buffalo on a somewhat frequent basis and you know never had any issues just here's my passport okay what are you doing how long are you going to be there okay there you go um and i know that i might happen if there's like i don't know if wwe or, or AEW end up like traveling in a group um but when that happens on planes especially for sports teams coming over that uh sometimes they'll have like a dedicated customs officer who'll just kind of do the cursory check uh, with, uh, you know, for a sports team traveling on like a, their own charter, that happens quite frequently. I know. Yeah, I was just, I was just curious. I was interested. It, it was just wondering about that. Now, how far are you from Buffalo? Uh, I'm about, about an hour and a half. Oh, that's not too bad. No, it's 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 enough that you know, and I mean, it can be less depending on the the, the wait time at the border and the, how the highways moving or whatnot. So it's not, it's a, you know, for, for a day, like to go shopping or, uh, you know, to go see like a, like the Bills play or anything like that. Like it's, it's something that, you know, I'm in, I'm in Buffalo 
you know, I'd say at least quarter, like at least four times a year, maybe more, depending on what's going on. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta track down another five and a half hours or so and uh, make your way over to the wrestling collector, and then uh, maybe I know I, one day that will happen. You know, or if my son gets old, I mean, I got a one and a three-year-old at home, so it's kind of hard to do longer oh, yeah. jaunts, but. That's the only thing. Well, I, I have I have the WrestleFest arcade game now at the store. I'll kick your butt a couple of games. Not if you if you come on down, you know. I know that that would definitely just that alone is worth the drive to uh, <laughs> in Stockholm, New Jersey. Um, so here's my thing. Hey man, uh, you know, interesting. What's that? Oh well, I have a topic that I want to talk about. But if you have a sure, yeah, another thing you want to bring up, because I, you know, as much as I was thinking, like I'd love to bring up, you know, the glory days and Maple Leaf Wrestling and and Jack Tunney and things like that. Uh, well, my, my thing is, and a question for you, and then I'll give you my take, is do you have, like, a what is your sort of favorite um, 80s moment outside of wrestling that a wrestler did? You know, so, so is it, you know, Hulk Hogan in Rocky Three or, you know, Roddy Piper in something, in They Live, or Jesse Ventura in a movie? I'm just wondering if you have, like, a sort of favorite venture that a, a wrestler did in, in a movie or in something else sort of outside of the ring. Good, good, good topic, man. And and I'll and I'll go first. I think uh, one of the the best memories I have as a kid is going to the. And I don't know why I remember this. Is just, I don't really remember that much stuff as 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 a kid memories. But I specifically remember my mom and dad and my brother and us. We all went to uh, the movie theater the first night No Holds Barred came out. And uh, that's just, I don't remember. Well, know why I remember that so vividly, but. I just remember being so excited. It was like the first time me seeing wrestling inside of a movie theater was like so freaking cool. And I like to get your your take on that, guys too. Because uh, I don't know if you guys saw you know body slam or anything like that in the in the theater, but seeing uh, wrestling on on the big screen, the movie theater was really really cool. Jay, I did not see No Holds Barred in the theater, so I can't speak to that. Rocky Three huge moment for a wrestler in pop culture, but I was too young to actually see that uh, when that released too. That released, I believe, in the early, early 80s, maybe 83, um, 82, somewhere around that. So I was too young to go to that. I would say my first real awareness of professional wrestlers doing something away from the wrestling business was probably Jesse Ventura guest starring in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Predator, which I think came out uh, 88 or 89, late 80s. But I remember um, seeing that movie when it came out on television. So obviously it was an edited version. But I knew how big of a movie star Arnold Schwarzenegger was. And to see Jesse the Body Ventura, somebody who I'm used to seeing in my wrestling world, sharing a screen with him, I remember that was an awakening where I was like, oh, wrestlers don't have to be just wrestlers they can do these other things. I don't want to admit this, but I've never actually seen um, No Holds Barred. Uh, so I, but that, I have seen Predator. that better be in the package that Tommy is sending you. Because if you haven't seen that yet, you should you should really watch it. I know. I, I you know I I was uh, I, I was born in the '80s, so you know some of the earlier stuff. Or I mean, even later, I was young, so it's kind of hit and miss as to, as to what I, I've seen or remember. But I think for me, 
um, at the time in their memory is definitely the, the Jesse Ventura stuff. Uh, Predator is one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, and I, I absolutely love it, and I love the one-liners and, and the, mm-hmm. you know, his impact in that movie for sure. I mean, he, you know, him in The Running Man I think was, was great too. But I think mm-hmm. another thing that for whatever reason always kind of sticks with me, I guess because of the age and whatever, is um, – and I think it was an easy movie, is uh, Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride. Oh, huge. And, and, huge. You know, you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. It's, it's sort of the larger than life, right? Like, I mean, you know, especially being a kid at that time, Andre is somebody who really sticks out to me because he's so different, he's so unique, he's so big, and, and you know, seeing, seeing him in that. And then hearing some of the stories, you know, later about how they had to, like, you know, get a crane to get him on the horse or – you know, think, things like that about about what they were doing in the movie and stuff it, it is really cool. But just kind of see that and then know, like, I, I mean, now I teach, one of my subjects I teach is, is theater and drama. And I always find, you know, the connection between the wrestling world and the acting world interesting. Is you can, you know, you can, not always, but a lot of time, like, you know, the actors who have the really good acting skills, like what that can do to a promo. Or, or what that can do to a backstage segment. And, you know, the amount of wrestlers that, that talk about, you know, taking acting lessons and, and things like that. I've always been interested in the connection of those two worlds. Um, and I think, you know, sort of my first connection to that was Andre the Giant. Uh, and then, you know, to varying other degrees, like Hulk Hogan, too, who was a favorite of when I was young. I mean, I didn't see, I don't remember how old I was when I saw Rocky Three. I didn't see it in, in the theaters, for sure, but you know, seeing that and those kind of things that kind of stick out to you that kind of cement these, these people as that the larger than life characters they often were, right? Where you have your, your favorite in the ring, but then you see them outside of the ring in a different way. And it just kind of, as a kid, just sort of cements your love for them as, as that person, as someone that you, you know, you rooted for, right? Cause like, Oh, you know, there's this guy, you know, there's Andre the Giant, he's in this movie and then now I'm watching him on TV and it's, you know, it's just that excitement factor as a kid that, that I really remember. Well, let me ask you this. You haven't seen No Holds Barred, so we can't really include that. Um, I'm not even going to include Rocky Three because he had such a small role in that. But have you seen any of Hulk Hogan's other feature films that he's been in? Because he's actually been in a number of them. None of them have done super well. But do you remember watching any of the other ones, Suburban Commando, Mr. Nanny, Three Ninjas, anything like that? Yep, I've, I've, seen, I've seen some of those. And now I'm trying to – got to look at it. what There was one – and these are the ones that stick out to me. And I'll tell you why in a second. There's these made-for-TV movies that he made in the late – I think it was like the late – after he joined WCW. And they were made for TV, but they were going to run on like TBS or TNT. It's kind of a lead-in to WCW programming. Um, and his Thunder in Paradise series, and then I think they released three like for TV movies from that as well. Yeah, it wasn't Thunder in Paradise. It was it was a, the one where he shaved his mustache for it because um, he he wanted like a different he wanted the character to be different from uh, him specifically. Sure. And and the thing that remind it reminds me is because the one of them, and I'm looking it up as I'm talking, was filmed in Vancouver. Uh, or just like in the outskirts of Vancouver in British Columbia. And my dad was actually taking, he was a music teacher and he was taking one of his bands on this music trip in Vancouver. And they were doing this thing where they're doing a gondola up one of the mountains 
and literally all of a sudden who steps onto the gondola hulk hogan and my dad has a picture of him and hulk hogan from him shooting this movie and it's it's always stuck with me because it's uh it's, it's been such a cool it was such cool i was like dad like you were hulk hogan he's like i know like that he didn't talk about like you know my dad is a, a musician guy right like he's a music guy and he didn't come back from the trip talking about the music he came back talking about i met hulk hogan that's pretty cool. Um, the uh, one was called, uh, sorry, the one was called Assault on Devil's Island. He played a character called Mike McBride, and there were two of those um, that he did. That was the one. And then Assault on Death Mountain. That's the other. That was the one that he was in that my dad met him. That was 99, and the other was uh, like 90, 98, I think. That's very cool. Yeah, and, I, and I think they, on WCW television, I think they did a storyline where they they shaved his mustache on on the show, um, inside the ring, but yeah, it was for a movie role. Yeah. And I, and those, That's those things cool. I ran also gremlins. I, I was, I, I gremlins stuck with me. So his appearance in gremlins too, uh, mm-hmm. stuck with me as well. But yeah, those ones, I mean, anytime you have a personal story about meeting somebody. So the fact that my, and I didn't watch it till like way after the fact, but I was like, dad, I watched that movie. And that's the one that Hulk Hogan was in and you were there and you saw him. You know, it's just kind of a cool memory in our in our family, you know, even though it was like a, a brief meeting. But, you know, my That's dad awesome. was like, he was really cool. He talked to us, took pictures. And, you know, those are the stories you like to hear that, you know, when obviously people meet famous people that they're accommodating. And it was brief, but, you know, he was really cool with, with my dad and obviously the, the, some of the kids that were on the trip with him as well. That is a very cool story, David. Thank you so much for sharing it, man. Not a lot of people have met a stash list. Hulk Hogan. So that's very cool. That's a true story. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, guys, um, it's been real, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to always take my call and it, it talk about some of the things because, you know, I think this is an interesting topic where you know, you people want to talk about. Here's my you know greatest memory of this wrestler, sort of outside the ring. So I'll mm-hmm. uh, I'll take off. I wish you guys all I love the best, that. and uh, I look forward to that package arriving, Tommy. Thank you. Yeah, hey, and listen, man, I think we might have to make that a future episode in general. There's a lot we could talk about. We could talk about, you know, uh, King Kong Bundy on, the, remember, uh, Moving or Married with Children. There's Married so with many, Children. There's so many different yeah, wrestlers that just talk about wrestling. Yeah, there's a lot, and there's lots of things that – you know, I, I, you know, that you don't even think about, here's this movie and you're like, Oh, you know, here's this, this wrestler, right? Like there was a, yeah. you know, Abdul the butcher ended up in like a, a like a Kung Fu movie, you know, like, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like what? But, but things like that, you know? All right, brother. We'll, we'll have to make that a topic soon. I, I like that. Episode. I like that idea a lot, actually. It's a great idea. All right. Well, you guys take care. And uh, all the best. And, uh, Jay, you know, stay warm there in Minnesota. Oh, I appreciate that from my neighbor to the north. I got, I got to assume you're, you've got snow and cold as well. Actually, no, we got freezing rain right now. Yeah, that's no fun either. Oh. And I'd take, I'd take the snow over that. That's right. You can shovel the snow. You can't shovel the rain. Exactly. All right, guys, take care. Yep. All, all right, right, brother. Well, well I'll there tell you go, what, Tommy. Fun episode. Listen, episode, episode 99 today. coming to a halt here. Yeah, next week, everyone mark your calendars, episode 100. So we're going to go all out next week, Jay. I promise a couple names uh, for uh, next week. And I don't mean uh, 
I don't mean a Joe Schmo name. We're going to get a couple good names on uh, to celebrate our 100th episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Uh, we're definitely going to make it at least 90 minutes. Who knows, Jay? If you're up for it, maybe we can stretch it to two hours and get a few big guests on, but 100 episodes uh, is a big accomplishment. I look forward to it personally each and every week talking to you. And uh, and I tell you what, your your uh, your episode of uh, uh, your your performance of the national anthem. Uh, before I go, someone wants to tell you how you've been. Hold on, Sheik. I know I know you said you could have the day off, but <laughs> but let them know what you thought of the uh, the national uh, anthem. Oh, brother. Oh. Hello. Hey, Sheiky baby. First of all, I'd like to say hello. To all the wrestling fans all around the world, Bubba, they know the real chop. I forward WWF chop. Olympic gold medal chop. Minnesota Vice, fuck it in Minnesota. My gang is bullshit. No more questions. Well, there you go. No more questions, you saying. I I have never been happier to lose a bet in my life. Could you imagine a full hour with that guy? I my 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 voice couldn't that for for damn sure. So I'm happy to try and speak it out. Yeah, I hope you and your uh, your family have a great weekend. Uh, root on my New York Giants. Said you're going to get on the bandwagon for the rest of the season. So uh, let's uh, let's do that, and uh, we will be back here next Thursday with the 100th episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. See you next week, guys.